Good morning. It is seven minutes after nine o'clock, and boy, we got a lot of ground to cover on the Think Tank Thursday. Uh, Dr. Susan Pendergrass is going to be with us from the Show Me Institute. She's the director of education policy there, uh, and she wants to highlight some of the uh, new updates that uh, they've made at their school rankings portal. Uh, you can check your school at moschoolrankings.org. MoSchoolRankings.org. We've also uh, got Ron Calzone. He is on. And Ron wants to talk about some bills that are being filed, uh, refiling, actually, of bills in the Missouri State Legislature. That is going to start tomorrow. So we'll talk about uh, a few bills with him. And that'll be at 11, at 1030. I knew I could get that right. 1030, 1035, right around there. Jim Babka is going to be with us, uh, Grace Arkey. There's a libertarian president that's been elected, uh, and Jim seems to have done a lot of homework on this On this guy. Uh, you can go to Grace Arkey to watch the video he, he put out on it, uh, but we'll, we'll get some insight onto, uh, into uh, what this guy is really about uh, and whether or not it'll make a real difference. We'll do all that in half an hour. But we kick the program off as we always do on Thursday morning with Kevin Jackson. And Kevin, while I welcome you, good morning, KevinJacksonNetwork.com. I need your help uh, on two fronts here. One of them uh, dealing with translation, because I'm pretty sure what I'm hearing is uh, President Trump talking about, uh, I'm sorry, President Biden talking about a congressman. Uh, and I need you to clarify that, and then give me a little uh, a little Trump history, because if if what I think I'm hearing is what I'm hearing, then uh, he did something I didn't know about. Here we go. Instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and Bob were going to do. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, oh, you guys are laughing. What I I'm trying to understand. He's the president of the United States, ostensibly the most powerful man in the entire world. And he just spoke to me, and I, I, I don't know what the hell he said. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's asking if his uh, breakfast omelet is ready, <laughs> and did anybody Trump Trump him on it? <laughs> uh, is that what it See, I thought, <laughs> I thought he said something about Congressman Trump, and I don't uh, remember him that. serving in the House. So could you... Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's funny. I, I hadn't heard the clip. I, I saw the story, but I hadn't heard the clip. And I was wondering what it was. So I'm actually hearing that for the first time. I did see that he called him congressman. And look, here again, there are mistakes that the brain makes that you go, I get it. Like if he, if he had called him vice president or something like that, or like the, the ones where he calls Kamala Harris president because maybe he skips over vice but when you call a guy who was your predecessor a congressman and he's never served, you know there's something wrong with your brain. And, uh, you know, it's old news. <laughs> something wrong and, with your brain. Oh, yeah, man. It, it, you know, it's, it's old news, but, you know, it is what it is. And, and it, what's, what cracks me up, Gary, and this is probably the scariest part of politics in America, is that there are people that genuinely want this guy to be president, and they genuinely think he's okay. And it doesn't matter how many mistakes he makes or whatever, they're going to back him and support him. Now, there's also the other side of that equation where people are beginning to flip. Uh, I saw Bernie Marcus is now 
taken his uh, support away from Nikki Haley. And so is Ham, who's another billionaire. He's an oil magnet. He's taking his taking his support away from Nikki Haley and DeSantis. He donated to both. Now he's back to supporting Trump. I just saw where um, Sununu is, is said, you know, if it's between Trump and Biden. That, now, this is a Republican governor of New Hampshire for those uh, keeping score. But he says he'll he'll surprisingly vote for the Republican which shows you the state of the rhino side, the rhino side and side of the Republican Party. But the point is, uh, there are people that are now vehemently against what Biden's doing because it's taken this much to showcase him. And here's what's interesting to me also. So uh, Hunter's going to be in court this month, in front of Congress, rather. And in the first of the year, they're going to bring, you know, they're going to start the impeachment process on Biden. And, and there's still going to be people that support this clown throughout that entire process. Now, my my guts, what I'm hoping happens is I'm wrong. I hope Joe Biden becomes their, their candidate yes. because I, I would love to see him run. And because he's he's absolutely going to get his clock clean like he did in 2020. And we'll get a real um, historical basis of what happened in 2020 if he runs again. Because he can't win. So we'll see what happens. But it, it's it's been interesting to watch the guy. But, yeah, he's... He's shown, I mean, you know, to talk about his dementias become almost, you know, mundane. I mean, it, it, it happens daily. So it's not like we have to wait around for the next week. He says something, we know it's going to be something stupid. <laughs> we know it's going to be something stupid. That's a Sinatra song. Um, Judicial right. Watch announced today that it received 25 pages of records in a Freedom of Information Act request from the Washington, D.C., Department of Transportation uh, would show the cost to taxpayers to repaint the Black Lives Matter slogan on a street in the nation's capital. And it cost, and I hope you're happy about this because this is, you mm -hmm. know, your life matters, $270,000. Yeah, that's a going rate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it took some paint. And some brushes, Gary. Gary Nolan, you racist. I mean, what do you think it costs to paint Black Lives Matter on a street? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not I a fan of Black Lives live. Matter, and I'm not a fan of Washington D.C. But I could have saved the taxpayers at least a hundred and fifty thousand. Go two hundred thousand. <laughs> I would have just charged yeah. him fifty k to paint that. That's it, man. You you sell yourself so short, Nolan. <laughs> You're pathetic. But as Brian, but Brian, I mean, we wouldn't have painted that thing for less than half a mil. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys are just greedy Republicans. <laughs> I mean, I use the best paint, so, you know, I'm not trying to get all chintzy on it. I'm going to use the best paint. I'm going to take my time and do it right. So, I mean, yeah, I get it. To what, 273000 That's the going rate, man. <laughs> it, that, that is, if, you're, if you get a Republic, I mean, a Democrat bundler... You know the, the the crackhead son of you know what? But they should research. They should research and find out if if Hunter Biden got a kickback. Maybe that person bought Hunter's art. If you checked into that, Gary Nolan. <laughs> well, all I know is I could buy a gallon of Glidden paint, <laughs> and uh, I could have done it for a lot less than two hundred seventy-one thousand dollars. Yeah, but then there's your time, man. I mean, and there's your you know there's a service that was provided. That's almost a year you're, of my pay. I mean, I, I could have done it in a day. You're cutting yourself. Look, man, you, 
Brian, work on Gary's self-esteem. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of paint, did you see that racist display at the Kansas City Chiefs game uh, last time? I, or at the uh, I Vegas? Did not. I, I did not. I tend to miss those overt... Yeah, some kids wearing... Less, you know, some kid was in blackface... Um, you'll have to look that up. Well, it wasn't really. I, oh, I did. I did see the story. I didn't dig deep into it, but I heard the one, the person that outed him. They they found out that he he <laughs> had a few skeletons in his closet as well. Is that right? Well, the kid was um, actually Native Americans. Yeah, his school colors. He's, first, they didn't like the headdress uh, because I guess they thought they were making fun of Native Americans. The kid's part Native American. Oops. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, red and black. It was only half his face that was black. The other half was red. Uh, and I think that might be what happens oh. when uh, an Indian marries a black person and has a child. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. And, yeah, and so I've they came. I've seen that all too often. It's a devastating impact on the kids <laughs> and society. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is, is it funny how when these stories blow up in the face of leftists that you just get, you crack up? You know, they, they try to find out something that's going on. You're like, hey, but changing subjects, I'll tell you this. There's some big things going on. So Washington Post is laying off a bunch of people. And as you know, a, d a decade ago, Jeff Bezos bought them for $250 million, you know, bailed them out. And my question is, why isn't he bailing them out now? And, and less than a month ago, Politico wrote a, an article about Marty Barron, who was a guy that was part of the turnaround team. Praising this guy, he's got a new book out uh, that you know, shows that how he and Bezos, you know, beat up on Donald Trump back when Trump was running. And a month after the story's published, we learn these guys are having a layoff. They they are making no money. But the biggest issue to me is why isn't Bezos bailing him out again? Remember, this was the, one of the biggest anti-Trump guys on the planet. He bought the Post so he could he, as, as, as an attack dog against Donald Trump. And he's done nothing. But what else did Bezos do? He just moved from Seattle, Washington, to, to the free state of Florida. Ooh. Yep. Wow. Why would yep. he do that? Why, Why would he, he give that? up on high taxes and regulations and a deteriorating? I know. <sighs> and, I know. And, he, and he only saved $2.1 billion in the local taxes. I, don't, I mean, he could hang just, around. He's got a few billion, or, you know, to yeah. give to the well, cost. What's, what's the left's logic? Oh, he can afford it. Yeah. So he should have stayed. Yeah, uh, so not yeah. only did he move, he's built a $40 million house. He's moving parts of Amazon down to Miami as well. But he isn't bailing out his little, you know, redheaded stepchild, the Washington Post. And that's my question. Because remember the billionaire Indian guy, the, the, the guy of the Silicon Valley who said, you know what, we got to give Trump a chance. And just recently, Michael Rappaport who says Trump is on the table, these never-Trumpers. But when media tells us every single day, nobody likes Donald Trump, they hate Donald Trump. Well, if they hate him so much, why is it all the talk about how much, what the pollings are and how bad he's going to kick the crap out of, out of Joe Biden? I'm really curious. That's the stuff that gets my mind working. Are there other Republicans who could more easily and with a wider margin kick the crap out of Joe Biden? Who? Who? I'm just uh, asking I, you. I, I know. I'm asking you. Have you seen any the reports? Short, the, short, the short answer is absolutely not. I mean, look, uh, so we all know what was going on in the so-called primary. They, they staged Ron DeSantis, who was the, I call him the great white hope, Nikki Haley, who came out of nowhere. It was Vivek. And then, of course, Chris Christie, Asa Hutchinson, and a host of other people. Tim, uh, uh, 
the two that just left, Mike Pence, the VP, Trump's VP, put there specifically to show that his own number two wanted to run against him. Then you had Tim Scott, who was essentially the black Mike Pence. Both of those guys are gone. Yeah, what, all, all I'm asking you, all I'm asking you is, do the polls indicate that uh, uh, Nikki Haley, for instance, huh. uh, would yeah. beat Joe Biden by a wider margin more easily than Donald Trump? You, the short answer is no, of course not. The polls don't show that. No. There's no, there's no legitimate poll that would show that Nikki Haley's going to beat Joe Biden worse than Trump. No legitimate poll. Anybody doing it has written, has written it as part of the, as the establishment that wants people to believe that. Or, because look, the problem Nikki Haley has is she's not going to rally the Trump voters. And many people, they won't just hold their nose not voting for her. They will not vote for her. Well, maybe they'll vote Libertarian, and then we'll have a real president. All right, listen, I'm up against the clock, but when I come back, uh, apparently former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy has suggested that Trump should pick Haley as a VP. We'll find out what you think of that idea, although I, I kind of sense from that last comment that you're not fond of it, but who you think he should pick. Gary Nolan Show. And Kevin Jackson with us on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 924. Glad to have you with us. Coming up at uh, 935, Jim Babka is going to be with us. Uh, we've got an Argentine uh, president who is an avowed libertarian. Uh, he's even named one of his dogs after Murray Rothbard. I mean, this guy sounds like the real deal. Uh, we'll find out because uh, Jim has done a lot of homework on this guy. And he's done a Grace Archie video on this. You might want to go watch it. In the meantime, uh, we kick off this segment again with Kevin Jackson, the KevinJacksonNetwork.com. Before I get to the uh, VP uh, uh, question, what's going on at, uh, in Kevin Jackson's world besides uh, your talk show? Well, true in the uh, double depression. <laughs> <laughs> he's been taking advanced level Bidenese. Yes, he's been That's fantastic. We've been, we've been tutoring him during the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to that doing the president. That is um, actually what's going uh, on? all right. Let me just, well, for people who don't know uh, <laughs> what Kevin is talking about is um, a piece that we play during commercial breaks, where a guy is taking uh, Biden quotes and uh, teaching it like it's a language, and and that was that's exactly <laughs> what Biden said. True interdash dub the pressure. It still cracks me up every time I hear that. Um, what's going on? Well, you know, so we're focused, almost laser focused on two things. The film stuff, we've got a deal brewing with the Flick Fest. It's a massive deal, $75 million deal if it happens. So we've, we're supplying 500 films to a new, well, actually to an outlet that everybody knows. So the, the I will just tell you this, the entertainment industry is changing dramatically. So that's number one. The second thing is our um, we, we've got some kids that we're sponsoring to go to Hillsdale during the summer. It's part of what we call our C-PREP uh, C deal. And that thing is really going well. And a lot of these kids are, um, we, well, we sent four this last summer. We're going to try to send at least 10. Our C-PREP program for getting these kids into vocational schools and things like that is going really well. So, yeah, that's our, my focus is... I want us to be the, uh, you know, 
there are a lot of groups out there talking about, oh, we do this, we do that. It's a lot of fluff. We really get things done, and that's what I want us to be noted for. Well, if I had a college-age kid, that's where I would send him or her for a college degree. Uh, it is, I think, one of the finest um, educational facilities uh, for upper uh, upper education anywhere in the country. Fabulous. Yeah. And so, How can I help yeah, you with that? So can we, I send you some money? What can I do? Yeah, we, we're trying to get 500 people to support our mission uh, to be recurring donors. So go to the KevinJacksonNetwork.com and do that. And then they can look and see what we do. We have videos of these kids. It just It's life-changing. We had a kid come back who's going to go into the Army. He's now trying to get processed to go to Hillsdale. Uh, it's a long story, but I can tell you this. Uh, Larry Arndt, president of Hillsdale, sees us as the number one conduit for at-risk kids, getting them out of the inner cities, sending them there. So we're trying to get 500 people to give us 20 bucks a month so we can keep that program going. But it's a I'm great going to throw in on that because I think Hillsdale is great. Uh, and I think you're doing great work, and that's the KevinJacksonNetwork.com if you'd like to join me. I assume you'll take a one-time donation as well as a regular donation. We will, but, yeah, we, we prefer, you know, because it's, it's tough to keep, you know, you got to have staffers and all that work, and we go into the, the you know, into these neighborhoods to get these kids, and you got to have staffers doing it. So, I mean, it's, uh, if somebody wants to send me a million dollars, I mean, we'll put it in escrow and we'll make it work. But, you know, it's, it's easier for us to know we got 20 bucks coming from somebody every month than if they send us 100 bucks and we don't know when we're going to get another 100 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, Brian, go ahead, send him a, hun a million. And <laughs> put his no mind problem. In. It's on the way. It's on the way. Yeah, yeah, trust us. Hey, Brian, not not Zimbabwe dollars like last time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he offered you $34 billion in Zimbabwe dollars, and you didn't like that? My God, you could have bought a <laughs> lunch at McDonald's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I Trump tried to buy coffee. I tried to buy coffee with that, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Trump should pick Haley as a VP, according to uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I'm guessing you're not fond of that idea. <laughs> you know, um, I, I know that's what uh, McCarthy said, and there's no way Trump picks Nikki Haley. No, not, not now. in a million years. Yeah, not in a million years. So we'll see what happens up. A lot of people were asking about Carrie Lake. I don't think she has the experience for them to take her necessarily. But, boy, what a nice pick if they were to be able to do that. So you think Carrie well, Lake would be good, but you don't think that'll happen? Well, who do you think he will pick? Just take a stab at it. And... I, I really don't know. I, I'm thinking a Josh Hawley or, uh, you know, somebody like that would be a, an excellent pick. I would pick Josh Hawley over anybody right now. He's a, he's a stud. You wouldn't take um, Rand Paul? I don't think Rand has, I mean, I, I like Rand Paul. He's one of my favorite buddies. I hang out with him quite a bit, or used to. Um, but, I, you know, I don't think he has, I don't think he's going to add enough to the ticket uh, to bring what, what Trump would need. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't pick Rand. But I, I'm a big fan of his, but I just don't think he would. I think what most people are expecting is a woman. But, you know, I, I, it, I got asked this question the other day. I really didn't have an answer, but I know this. I, it, it, it won't be Nikki Haley, and it shouldn't be. Okay. Well, now we know. The KevinJacksonNetwork.com. <laughs> I'll have you, an answer. I'll have an answer next time. Okay. You want to help these kids get to Hillsdale for a real education? Uh, you might want to go to uh, Kevin, the KevinJacksonNetwork.com and donate. I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw some money at them. Just because I think it's such a great idea. Kevin, take care. Jim Babka is going to be with us next. Argentine's president is a libertarian. What does Jim Babka know about him? 
a lot. That's next. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's uh, 935. Glad to have you with us. Uh, glad to be with you. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes at uh, 10.05, uh, we're going to have the Show Me Institute on board. They've updated their school rankings across the state. I think you'll be interested, especially if you've got kids uh, that are in uh, government schools. But we kick this segment of the program off, as we always do, with Jim Back- Babka from Grace Arkey. And I was watching his latest episode. I was looking uh, kind of gleefully at Argentine's uh, new uh, president-elect. I was surprised at how much homework Jim had done uh, on, Argent- uh, on, on Argentina uh, and on, this, uh, uh, on uh, uh, the president-elect. If, if, you, if, you, if you really want some insight, go watch it. But I'm going to try and drag some facts out of him right here. Jim, good morning. Good morning. Are you uh, driving to Ohio? I'm in Arkansas right now on my way. Yes. Oh, well. Uh, stop by Hope and say hello to Bill. I already passed. I'm, it's too late. I can't uh, do it. Darn. I'm, I've got a destination. I want to be in, I want to get to bed, my own bed tonight. Your wife will be happy to hear that for a change. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, oh, the bun is coming home. Oh boy! You know she's on. You're on speakerphone with her, so you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Stop mumbling about Gary. Stop mumbling. Uh-huh, there we By the go. Way, I want to. I want to give. I want to give a shout out to Carrie Ann, who I spent Thanksgiving with. She listens to your show, Gary. What? So, who is yeah, we got to listen? All the way down in Houston. Yes. No kidding. Yeah. So you do have a listener? Huh? I thought we were without any. <laughs> wow. Uh, right. Well, okay. Uh, listen, uh, Argentina's uh, president-elect is a libertarian. I saw you've done a lot of homework, uh, so I'm, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about him. Uh, first Go question ahead. is, is he really a libertarian, or is he sort of, you know, like, uh, like the Republicans? Well, I, I'm, I, I will admit I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, M. Stanton Evans has this great line. He said, as soon as one of ours be- gets in a position where they can do something, they cease to be one of ours. And we've seen this happen over and over and over again, where a politician promises something and doesn't quite deliver. So we want uh, uh, Javier Malay to throw, follow through. Is he really a libertarian? He quotes Mises and Hayek and Rothbard. He calls himself uh, a... Uh, uh, an anarcho-capitalist. So I think that he is, and the policies that he's proposed would be very much in line with, like, a Ron Paul. Uh, it literally, quite literally, he's going to end their uh, their national bank, their Federal Reserve, as it were. Uh, that's high on his list because the nation's experiencing a triple-digit inflation. Now, it's been as high as 140%. And what I tried to explain during the program was what it's like to live in a hyperinflation. They've gone from 5% to 40% poverty rate just in the last uh, several years. And so 40% of the population approximately has to do the following. When they get their paycheck, they have to immediately go to the store and buy the goods 
they will need for the following week. They can't wait till the day after tomorrow. They can't put it off a couple of days because they're a little tired that day. The prices will go up in between. So to maximize their purchasing power or their dwindling purchasing power, they've got to go immediately. But it's not just that. It's a family outing because there are price controls in place. This is one of the provisions that the government has to try to control prices. They were like, well, we'll just have people buy fewer things when they go. They're all going the first day. So they take their entire family to go and buy the goods as soon as the paycheck comes in because they know that the goods are going to go up in cost. And Javier Malay is proposing to end the central bank uh, system there. Uh, He wants to put them on the dollar, uh, which is how their debt is paid. That's their problem is that they've taken on uh, too much debt. And unlike us here in the United States, they can't simply monetize that debt. And that's what they try to do, and that's why they're in the mess that they're in right now. And, and that could happen to us, that we get that money. In fact, uh, I had uh, some money in a savings account, and I took it out uh, and, and put it uh, someplace else where it would accrue more interest because I was losing money uh, at the interest rate I was getting because of the inflation. So yeah. if it, if it yeah. gets bad enough, you got to go out and spend that money right away because tomorrow... It won't have the spending power it does today. Correct. Terrifying. Correct. You don't like the the term anacro, uh, um, an- anarcho-capitalist. Thank you. No, I think it's the worst. I think uh, I think it's it's uh, well, it's too many syllables for one thing, but it it is the worst confluence of two of of terms to describe yourself. There's a lot of people who have an unfortunately negative view of both of those terms. Uh, capitalism has gotten a bad rap because. Too frequently, our capitalist system has has meant, even though this isn't the literal definition of it, that people are uh, private uh, privatizing their profits and socializing their losses. We have bailouts and special favors that are given to corporations all the time, and they use the government as leverage uh, against uh, the working class in some cases and against their competition and others, and they turn to politicians and bureaucrats. Uh, through a revolving door system to get them to do that work for them. Uh, And anarchism simply means without rulers. Uh, That doesn't sound too terrible, but unfortunately over the past it's been associated with bomb throwing and chaos and lack of order. And so as a result, it has a negative connotation. So take these two seemingly negative terms and go out and sell yourself to the masses. Put them together in a hyphenated word. I don't think it works, and and uh, I don't. I prefer not to describe myself as, as an anarchist. Period. Yeah, it does have a bad connotation. Um, I, I I was impressed at how much knowledge uh, you put together on Argentina uh, and uh, Juan Perón and his wife. Give me a little background here on how they got to where they're at. So. Uh, Peronism is a uh, uh, comes from Juan Perón. Uh, his both of his wives were uh, partners in his politics. Uh, his second wife ends up becoming the first female president of the, com- of the country. Uh, it's a it is a relatively large country. Uh, it has been very prosperous at times, uh, and uh, uh, but they have uh, they've come up with kind of a nationalist system. Uh, that basically, uh, in fact, it would be accurate to call it national socialism. Uh, it's, it's very populist-oriented. But what it, the main thing is, is it's very, very flexible. 
uh, at times, it seeks to really make alliance with corporate corporations, and so it's corporatism, it's fascism in its in its uh, in its, its form. But at other times, they try to make uh, they try to make common ground with uh, with labor, and so they try to address their concerns. And this results in a very flexible party that has dominated the political scene for a very long time. The problem is, if you're constantly appealing to those two groups, someone's still got to pay the bills. In other words, there's special favors being granted to labor, and there's special favors being granted to the corporate leaders, their corporations, and what the, the, the odd person out is the taxpayer. And so uh, what they're experiencing right now is a situation where they've been voted in for a lot of years because people don't want to lose their cut of the pie. They're like, oh, we've got... Uh, we get this benefit or that benefit. And this is where Malay is going to run into some real, real hard times because when he goes, he is going to have to start cutting government agencies. This is going to be the very hardest part of his job. I think most people voted for him hoping he would do uh, the, the valorization, that he would end the, the central bank. I think he's going to be able to pull that off. But he has a very, very small number of people in both the House and Senate. He's got a deep state that he's going to have to fight. He's got corporate labor interests who are getting their slice of the pie. And he's going to need to downsize the government. And that has always been the hard part. That's why what our politicians refuse to do, that's what politicians in general refuse to do, because they use taxpayer dollars to buy votes. And, and Perinist, the Perinist Party, which is called the Justicialist Party, uh, that party... Uh, exists entirely on, on being able to buy votes. So when he starts to make these cuts, he's going to get a lot of, of just cat wailing uh, coming back his direction, if not more. And this, since they don't have a, a, the type of government that we have, do you think he can be successful? Do you think it's possible for him to pull this off? Does he have enough support in the legislature? Well, I had uh, told you privately, and now I'll share it with everyone, before the election that I kind of, even though I'm a libertarian and I want to see a libertarian be president, and I'm very excited about the potential this moment, I was worried that it was just a tad bit too soon. I thought there was a scenario whereby if he was a little bit late in getting elected, like just missed, and he could kind of rebound and, and build up a base for the next go-round and run again, that he would be able to pull more people in with him, and they would uh, have a, a stronger hold in the legislature, they would be able. They would be able. To, they would need to coalesce so much. If he has to coalesce to get things done, it means by definition he's going to have to water down, and that's where I think the trouble begins. And I'm concerned as a libertarian that if he does not implement libertarian policy, libertarian ideas get blamed as a result. And we have our friends and family saying to us, "Oh, well, you know, they had a libertarian president in Argentina, and he tried libertarianism, and it didn't work out." Uh, the only way that this happens is if it gets done fully and quickly uh, and they stick with the plan. If they do those things, uh, there's going to be some temporary pain. There's some stuff that's been kind of held uh, un underneath the surface with temporary Band-Aid solutions that will burst out into the open like open sores. But two, three, five years from now especially, there will be a miraculous turnaround if they do the right things in the first year of the, of the Malay administration. Time will tell. I am up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. Jim Babka is with us. Grace Arkey. If you want to find out more about the uh, president-elect for Argentina, uh, look for Jim Babka or Grace Arkey on your favorite platform. I was watching it on YouTube, uh, but you can watch it on any of your uh, more popular platforms. It's the Gary Nolan Show. Think Tank Thursday.
on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 9.51. Uh, Jim Babka is with us, and uh, he is with Grace Arkey is the uh, platform that you'll... Uh, well, that's not the platform. That's the video. Uh, it's uh, most popular platforms, including YouTube and a whole bunch of others. Just go look for Jim Babka or Grace Arkey. In the meantime, uh, and I want to bring Brian in on this, too. Uh, Jim, uh, when you want to get something done, sometimes you... You have to sacrifice. And uh, I don't know. Do you know who Cynthia Nixon is? She she was the star uh, of a show uh, called... Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, she yes. is uh, siding with the Palestinians. She thinks what the Israelis are doing is terrible. And so she is going on a hunger strike. And um, it's a five-day strike that she oh, expects... That's, that's fast. Well, it's faster than you think, because she expects to stop it at the end of two days, three at the most. So it's a five-day, a five-day, five-day fast, and it's called a fast because it only ends in two or three days. She did. I did so- not realize that I could get the national media to come calling if I decided to go without food from Monday to Friday. I, I you know, hey, I'm on a diet, everyone. Let's uh, let's have a show. She could diet, Jim. She could pass away. Well, she from, is thin. She is very thin. Yeah, she. You know, she's she's not that thin. I don't. I don't think she's going to die if she doesn't eat it, for five it days. Qualify, it doesn't qualify for a hunger strike until you're past day forty. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just uh, I was just curious to see uh, if if you had any sympathy. That's pretty remarkable. Um, for a five day fast? Huh? That's, that's called a cleanse. I, I, just, I don't understand. I, I don't either. I mean, what, what the hell good is a five-day fast or, or five-day uh, that only lasts for two days? And, and I don't see what this is supposed to accomplish. I mean, you know, I don't know if your mother ever told you when you were a kid, finish your dinner, there are poor kids starving in Africa. You, just because you finish your meal doesn't make the kids in Africa any better off. Just because she skips a meal doesn't make the kids in Palestine any better off. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that when I was <laughs> gorging myself because of those starving Biafrans, uh, they, weren't, they weren't getting any fatter? No. Huh. No, nope, sorry. Wow, I was sorry. fooled too. Yeah, I put on a lot of weight trying to help them. I feel badly now. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Uh, listen, uh, I know that you're you're on the road, uh, and I don't want to. Uh, I don't want you. To, are you actually driving, or have you pulled off to the side of the road? No, no, I'm driving. You're driving. Yeah, I'm talking. I I am a professional. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you go because you got precious cargo, uh, and and uh, I want you to pay attention to the road, and we'll chat with you next week, and you will be in town. On December 16th. Yes. Yes, and I will. I'm looking forward to it at CC City Broiler. Yeah. Uh, are are we, uh, quote-unquote, sold out yet? I realize it's not a selling type of thing, but are we Are we have a full room? You know, I haven't done the numbers, but um, it, it, it grew pretty quickly, so I'll have to go and see. Uh, but they how always... Do people, how do people go about getting in on maybe the waiting list or, or getting one of those last couple of seats? They go to GaryNolan.com, and then they send me a message. They tell me how many people, give me their email address and phone number, 
And then uh, if there's room, I tell them yes. If the pl- if it's full, I'll have to do a count today. Uh, it's getting pretty close. Uh, and if it's uh, if it's full, I'll send them a message and say you're on the waiting list. If somebody drops out, I'll let you know. Uh, that's how okay, it works. So they should not they should not go to Facebook. They should go to GaryNolan.com. Did you forget my name? And they twenty five no, years I, we've I, been working I, together. You forgot my name. Listen, this is. This is radio, and you don't know how to pick up a cue. You know, I'm not, how long have we been doing this? <laughs> no, that's how they do it. Well, I just, I just don't want anybody getting confused and going to the wrong place. And they need to give you, they need to email you and give you what, what, what? Once again, name, number of people, email, and phone number, so that I can contact them if something comes up, or uh, you know. And the longer they wait, the less likely they are to get a seat. Correct. Correct, Amando. All right. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. Drive carefully. Thank you. Okay, take care. Jim Babka, Grace Arkey. <laughs> Normally, we wait till after Thanksgiving to announce that we're having our Christmas dinner at CeCe's and when it is. But uh, he was he was on with us, uh, what, two weeks ago, three weeks Something ago? Something like that, yeah. And he let the cat out of the bag. It was like, oh, all right, we'll have to... We'll have to let everybody know now because uh, it is it is going to happen. So it is the 16th, 12 o'clock noon, CC City Broiler. Go to GaryNolan.com. There's a way for you to contact me there. It's real easy. No cookies. Uh, I only respond to emails when I'm asked to. I don't I, I don't otherwise uh, uh, try and litter your your inbox. Um, and it's it's a simple way to to get in touch. And then uh, we will see. I know it's getting really close to full. So, and we have another speaker we're working on, so there'll be two speakers. They are, of course, limited in time because, well, we don't want you sitting there all day. We want you chatting with friends and enjoying your dinner. So, all right, uh, with that in mind, uh, let me tell you, Dave Rowland is going to be with us. Mo Free Speech, Missouri Free Speech Advocate. Let me just, let me do a Joe Biden end of sentence. Uh, Missouri Free Speech Advocates uh, for Freedom of uh, Free Speech uh, and the press in uh, Missouri, a case uh, of prior prior restraint. Uh, Firm urges end to $100 fee to contest Peninsula speeding tickets. I'm curious about that. Uh, So he's got uh, several stories that uh, deal with us. Also, gun ads. This is interesting what's going on. Uh, they want to ban gun ads, but it's not going over well. And the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, and what's going on uh, with their challenges at the Supreme Court level. So uh, coming up next in about three or four minutes, uh, we will chat with the Show Me Institute. They have updated their uh, school rankings. So if you've got kids in school... You'll want to know where your school stands. Susan Pendergrass is going to be with us on The Gary Nolan Show. Think Tank Thursday, Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 